back to freshman year of high school, that's when I started to see uh, what being undocumented truly meant. And I always knew I was different. Like when I was younger, I always had a planned device with my family. But when I got to high school, it was a like, can I even go to college question? That was Angel Palazuelos, an 18-year-old who just graduated from Metro Tech High School in Phoenix, Arizona. He is preparing for his first year at Arizona State University. However, his journey to college has been anything but typical. This is because Angel, as an undocumented student, is not eligible for in-state tuition at Arizona's public universities, despite living and completing high school in the state. Instead, he applied to hundreds of private scholarships to help cover the cost of his studies. Uh, yeah, so after college, I do want to go to law school. I would like to open up a business as well, maybe a law firm. Thousands of Arizona high school graduates face the same obstacles Angel had to overcome. In 2018, the Arizona Supreme Court ruled that undocumented students were ineligible for in-state tuition at public universities and community colleges. Immediately after this decision, these students' tuition payments jumped to almost 300% the in-state rate. Now, the cost of attendance for many was simply too high and forced them to place their studies on hold. The Supreme Court used Proposition 300 as the legal basis for reducing in-state tuition access. I spoke with Reina Montoya, the CEO of Aliento, a community organization focused on education, advocacy, and outreach related to immigration issues about Proposition 300 and how the 2018 policy change impacted immigrant communities in Arizona. For me, this is very, very personal. I grew up undocumented in the state of Arizona. I was a junior in high school when Proposition 300 passed, which prevented undocumented students to access any type of scholarships that were merit-based, that were funded by the state or federal government. And it also made us pay uh, out-of-state tuition. So we were no longer qualified for in-state tuition, even though that I had been living most of my life here in Arizona. Proposition 300 was a voter initiative passed in 2006 that cut off public benefit access to undocumented immigrants in Arizona. This meant many government services and programs could no longer help undocumented immigrants. It directly impacted higher education access for undocumented students, because in the eyes of the state government, in-state tuition was a public benefit. And fast forward, you know, there was a brief moment of hope when the DACA program was announced back in 2012 by President Obama that gave us an opportunity for us to engage in a local battle here in Arizona to, to pay in-state tuition if you were a DACA recipient. And then that was litigated. There was a lawsuit coming from the Attorney General uh, at that time, uh, Tom Horn, and then it was taken up to the current Attorney General, Mark Brnovich. And in that moment, he decided to continue to litigate that it was unlawful for DACA recipients to receive in-state tuition. So that, uh, that was taken away from us on April of 2018. That just kind of reinforced my thoughts of like, oh, I have to leave Arizona. Like, that's the only option. Um, I know like a lot of gifted, like smart students at Metrotech that got like 34s on their ACTs and they dropped out of school because it was too expensive or it just wasn't realistic for them to be leaving the States to go to an Ivy League school because of uh, personal reasons or like financial reasons. 
Aliento began educating state legislators with the help of local schools, teachers, and students in an attempt to reduce tuition costs for students. The Arizona Board of Regents, who is the governing um, governing part of, of the three state universities that are publicly funded to provide 150% not only to DACA recipients, but to undocumented students. So now instead of paying uh, close to close to $30,000 a year, now they pay around $17,000 a year. It's still, you know, not 100%, not fully institution, but it's a right step in the right direction for what is to come next. A lot of us at school were just like super happy talking about it. All the teachers were just like, what does this mean? And we were explaining it to the teachers like, it means that we might have a shot at going to like college here in Arizona. In August 2019, the Arizona Board of Regents created a unique tuition rate for undocumented students at public universities. These students would now pay 150% of the in-state rate. However, community colleges were excluded from this rate, meaning community college students are to this day still forced to pay out-of-state tuition. The difference has to do with the calculation of the cost of educating students. The Board of Regents found that universities' cost of educating undocumented students was valued at 150% of in-state tuition, while community colleges are still valued at out-of-state tuition, since they are not governed by the board. I spoke with Dr. Tom Narini, an elected member of the Maricopa County Community College District's Governing Board, about how in-state tuition access is affecting the MCCCD system. As soon as that happened, the number uh, that was thrown around a lot was uh, 2,000. About 2,000 uh, DACA students got, uh, you know, priced out of out of their education. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my thoughts is that it, it's it, it's ridiculous. I mean, what, what we what we're doing because you have to ask yourself why why is there a difference between an in-state student and an out-of-state? You know, and the difference comes because you know we we get, we're uh, so much of our budget is generated by taxes. All of our tax budget or tax money that's generated is through property tax. Well, every undocumented student lives someplace. And whether they're owning or renting, they're paying property tax. And so they are contributing. So they have already put the money into the system. Uh, and so they should be able to get the benefit back. To work around this, foundations associated with Maricopa County Community College District, like the Faculty Association, have sponsored scholarships for undocumented students. The district has also expanded dual enrollment to allow high school students to gain more credits before enrolling in college. Dr. Narini clarified a bit why the community college system is especially hurt by the Supreme Court's decision to raise tuition rates. And then what happened in the state, uh, the universities uh, then took it upon themselves and the uh, Arizona Board of Regents to to change their model uh, and allow those students to come for in-state tuition plus half, sort of the WUI model, uh, and and give them a, a substantial break from out-of-state tuition. But the community college, when he took us to court, the community college is saying, you know, our out-of-state tuition is the actual cost, actual co- actual cost of educating the, the students, and then so their interpretation of the law is that any discount of that is giving them a benefit, giving the, the DACA students a benefit using de- taxpayers' money, and so therefore they, they couldn't uh, allow that. Prior to 2012, the community college system would allow undocumented students to chip away at their degree six credits at a time. This tactic allowed students to pay in-state tuition rates. However, 
Dr. Narini said this strategy is being blocked this time. The Maricopa County Community College District System has also reached out to tribal colleges to partner in the hopes of providing higher education access for undocumented students at a lower rate. Despite the trying circumstances, Angel remained very optimistic and determined in his hopes to attain a college degree. He became involved with Aliento's advocacy work and did everything he could to remain in Arizona. I always wanted to study engineering and um, ASU was a great school. It was here, it's here in our backyards. So I could stay with my family. I could keep contributing to these organizations and I could study. Uh, we actually did a scholarship drive like in our high school just to kind of like gather a momentum to like boost our motivation a little bit. It was like all grades, like freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors. We just literally um, went to the tech center after school and we stayed there for like three, four hours looking at scholarships, making lists and sharing it with each other. However, Angel noted that even though he has received numerous scholarships, not every student is able to do the same. These opportunities are limited. Like not everyone has like the resume or the straight A's. Um, we each are different and we, we each offer different things. So um, maybe not everyone is what like the scholarship committee is looking for. And for example, like one of the scholarships that I received was like two per state and it was like an undocumented scholarship. And like, you mean that out of the 2000 undocumented dreamers that graduate from Arizona every year, only two of them are going to have tuition paid for? For now, the 150% rate seems to be a step in the right direction for universities. However, students at community colleges are still being priced out of higher education. Reina Montoya briefly mentioned some potential legislative solutions, but they probably wouldn't be viable for a few years at the earliest. We got one of the state legislatures to provide something that is called a state legislative referral that would have put it back in the ballot for voters to decide whether DREAMers and DACA students can have in-state tuition. Unfortunately, COVID hit us and that completely shifted the dynamic and legislature went off session and everything kind of like got to the back burner. But what we're doing now in this moment, it's really educating voters because at the end of the day, uh, if we do get a proposal, it will probably happen in 2022 because it has to be presented to the voters in order to really end this policy and this injustice. Perhaps the most immediate potential change comes from a lawsuit currently being litigated between the Arizona Attorney General's Office and the Board of Regents. The outcome might see overall tuition rates decrease which would subsequently lower costs for undocumented students as well. The decision from this case can be expected as early as within the next few weeks. I always say to remain optimistic. Um, it's kind of hard to hear, but the reality is that undocumented students have to work 20 times as hard um, as other students just to get to um, receive a post-secondary education. You have to be a leader in your community. You have to stand out in any way you can. And it's just those little things that will set you apart, make you more competitive for scholarships and for universities to just um, maximize your opportunities and just chances of succeeding. This was Nicholas Kirk reporting for Stories from the Board. This episode was edited and produced by Jess Eng. And original music comes from the Blue Dot Sessions. We publish interviews and radio pieces on broadcasts from the border every month. 
Subscribe now on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our other work on our Medium page, Stories from the Border.